This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast on Twitch. What's up, Twitcheroos? That's not going to work. It's never going to work. Is that a that's karate nice. chop? Yes. So you just karate chopped all of the people that are listening. Yeah. And watching. It's uh, There's a theme. That wasn't very nice. We'll get to it later. Wasn't karate. Nice. Karate. That's how you say it. Is going to be the theme of the show. Good. None of us know karate. So this all uh, uh, what? What are you talking about? None of us do. Dude, I have a blue belt you do in not. Taekwondo. That's not karate. I was a yellow belt in Taekwondo. Between us, that's like that's almost not a black Neither one of those are karate. <laughs> yeah. And I got a blue belt in jujitsu. Still not karate. Actually, I did I'm not get a blue it. belt. I'm, I'm lying. For it. I never got past white belt. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> that's because in jujitsu, it's actually really hard to get the next belt. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Is it? Yes. Yes. It yep. is. Yeah. Really? Like in Taekwondo, you it's did a, a, it's you a, did a kata, so most and then they gave you Taekwondo, they belt. give you like a board that's made like, it's like a fiber board, and you just break it in half, <laughs> and like, here you go, here's a belt. Uh, in jujitsu, you actually have to like demonstrate that you can defeat. Like functional knowledge yeah. of, and, you, and a lot of, it depends, every gym is different. And they, they just, uh, I only know this now because my training partner is, is, he owns a jiu-jitsu gym here in San Diego. He's a coach, I would say. He's, is he a, a love coach? He's a life coach. <laughs> Good. Teaches you everything. He's telling me how to teach. But he, he runs a gym. Yeah, he has two jiu-jitsu gyms here in San Diego. But yeah. he was, he's explaining, trying to explain it to me how it works. But basically, each gym has their own way of getting bells. And it can be either through demonstrating functionality or um, you actually have to like defeat, defeat somebody the black the belt, belt there. Yeah. yeah, there's guys who have gyms that aren't black belts. Like when I trained at San Diego Fight Club, yeah, our teacher was a brown belt, and he yeah. was like dedicated his life to it, and yeah. he still didn't have a black belt. Yeah, it was gnarly. Yeah, so he was saying for his gym, he makes the guys go. They have to spar with like six or seven opponents in a row, and then at the end of that, they have to take on the leader of the gym at yeah. the very end. And Dude, then it's like Pokemon. Him. It is kind of like Holy Pokemon. Holy crap! It's yeah. just like Pokemon. And I think Except they play the music. And here comes the gym master, Charizard. Rah! I'm gonna squirtle. Oh my god! He's like, you're about to get squirtled, bro. He's like, <laughs> no. I am surprised he knew the name Charizard. That's amazing. Uh, duh. Actually, Frankie, if you didn't know, a little uh, fun fact: Frankie has had books of Pokemon cards. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> you? No, I have all the sets. <laughs> Pablo does. and Mariano are obsessed yeah. with Pokemon. We saw them here. We're like, who are these? And they're Frankie's. Oh, Mar Mariano was trying to tell my sister about Pokemon. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen him. Yeah, I was like, uh huh. Yeah, it like just glazed over. <laughs> like, yeah. And then Squirtle turns into like Squirt Turtle. Or yeah, Squirt Squirt War Turtle. War Turtle or something. Squ it's Squirtle. War something. Squirtle. <laughs> It's the next, the third, the, most the fourth evolutionary stage. <laughs> the fourth squartle. evolution. Squartle. Yeah. I think. I think that's it. <laughs> I think it's like shardle. Or Pablo's. <laughs> Pablo will have to back me up on that. Shardle. <laughs> the ultimate number four. four, dude. The shardle. Watch out! The shardle's coming. <laughs> the turtle. Head. Yeah, that's what it starts out as. You got. You it got starts as shardle. Four turtle. Oh, okay. Blastoise, and then shardle. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that is his ultimate form. Yeah. <laughs> you have to change your britches yeah. after Shardle attacks. It's bad. It's bad, man. They say, Shardle, go. And then they're like, oh, I got to go back home and take a shower. Do you have any spare undies? <laughs> Shardle got me. You got, yeah, you only use that oh, one. Oh, man, he summoned Shardle. Horrible circumstances. Like, yeah, yeah, you got me. Oh, oh my god sludge bomb after, oh yeah i forgot about muck oh, muck's like a little he looks like a little turd after a rough night of drinking i think i got hit by shard <laughs> right <laughs> or thai food thai food gets yeah. it too oh. it. this is starting to sound like life after the cover save <laughs> oh brother that was that was amazing uh, anyway yeah. remember karate karate we're, we're gonna come back to it karate is great uh no it's karate uh oh. Jason, you are the uh -oh. <laughs> worst. There we go. You are the worst. You have one job. 
has to keep us on the notes. I was distracted. Yeah. You are terrible. He got startled. Okay, yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. Anyway. Sound effects now. As always, the show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount. Uh, I am your host, Reese, otherwise known as Reesius. Not Reesius, as some people say. I like Reesius better. How do you it's get Reesius out of it? It's clearly... Oh, Reesius. What was that? That's how people say it. Wow. Somebody <laughs> captured that audio. <laughs> That's how you would say it. I almost shardled. Yeah, you, sh- you shardled me. You shardled me. Ooh. Oh, that's good. It works. Uh, yeah. So that's that's not what's funny. Uh, it's a poop joke. It's funny. Mariana yeah. says you 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 switch between thirty seven and seventeen rapidly, and I was like, that's true. Yeah. Seventeen. Come on, it goes lower than that. Yeah, it does. But uh, as always, with me is Francis. Who's that? You, and uh, the salty banana. Oh. <laughs> a, a Swedish treat. Yeah. It's true. Can somebody somebody FedEx us a salty banana, an actual Swedish treat? You'll get a shout out. <laughs> Just overnight it. I would be Just overnight it. Or send me a recipe and I'll make one. Do they put salt? We'll on try the it on the stream. Um, I don't know. I don't Maybe it's like it a dried is. banana, like like dehydrated. Yeah, and it put could salt be. on it. Is anybody? It's Swedish, good. right? So is this dried out bananas are nasty? Or was it from Denmark? Uh, banana chips? No, it's from Denmark. Is it? Yeah, that's the guy who's who who's like I I called you. He that's he, right. he confronted me yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. He saw me and he's like I I created you and I was like oh I created so you. you. <laughs> I was just like going and get like a water from downstairs. Good. Yeah. And I, we'll and get I, you a shirt. The salty the salty banana. The Danish delight. Is I don't remember where like he was it. from. I like it. Anyways. Oh, if anybody remembers, let <laughs> me know. So at any rate, we often talk about games mm-hmm. and karate. 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 We talk about samurai swords too. Yes, we do sometimes. Uh, for home defense only. You got to have it. Yeah. Home defense. Yes. Hanging right by the door. Right. Somebody breaks in. You just whip out his sword. I'll they bet would, you would scare would anybody, dude. They would leave. I'll bet you it would Guarantee work. if you oh, jumped yeah. out of your bedroom oh, and yeah. you're... In your underwear and a samurai or just sword. Naked. Yep. With a, with <laughs> yeah. a bandana. Brandishing a samurai a sword. On. Who sleeps with a bandana on? You wouldn't, but it'd be right next to the samurai sword. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this guy means business. I would, if I was a burglar, I would most assuredly leave. For a naked yeah, person you, with a samurai sword? Yeah. Yeah. Even samurai if you had like an AK-47, you'd be like, uh-uh. Um, no. This person nope. might slice yeah. the bullets in half. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's going to kill me. But you'd also have to put on your yellow belt. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, you know what? Yellow belt. Yeah. The yellow belt that, that says this guy's honest. Yeah. <laughs> and while he's not a novice, he has a lot to learn. Yeah. He's, he, he's broken a few boards in yes, his time. Yes, he has. Yeah. a few boards so, in his time. Watch out. The black belt, I would He's also brandishing he, a samurai sword. The black belt, I'd be like, this guy's full of shit. Yeah. But yellow belt, I'm like, no, this is an honest John. He'll probably, he will slice the boards. Technique's terrible, but he'll get you. <clears throat> but that sword is sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so SoCal Open. Yeah. Tickets coming up for sale on March 12th at noon Pacific Standard Time. Uh, our events lately have been selling out really quickly, and we don't want anybody to miss out. I had a couple sad, sad face emails, people who miss out on the BAO. Um, they are on the waiting list, and I'm sure uh, some of you on the waiting list will get a ticket because people will cancel or whatever. It, it always happens. But uh, if you do want to come to the SoCal Open, you don't want to miss out, now, to be fair, we have a lot of rooms, so I don't know if it's going to sell out in a day or at all, but to better to be safe than sorry. So you might as well mark your calendar and grab those tickets uh, quickly because you do not want to miss out. That's always a bummer when you go to buy a ticket and you're like, sold out, shoot. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Shucks. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know. I was going to say something else. Yeah. I was like, ah, it's a family <laughs> show. Uh, the event is October 27th and 28th of 2018. It's the weekend before Halloween. And of course, Del Mar, California is the venue. It's absolutely beautiful. It's one of the nicest beaches in California, in my opinion. Uh, like we always say, it's when Del Mar is the place that when you kind of close your eyes and you think about what California is and you're not from here, it's what you think of. It's the palm trees, the sand beach. Uh, it's a great place for a vacation. If you are uh, from somewhere outside of the state or even if you are so from another part of the state, and it's a great place to bring family because they can hang out at the beach. And October is actually some of the best weather of the year in San Diego. Yep. 
Brought to you by Del Mar, California. Go to delmarcalifornia.com. No, <laughs> the Del Mar Tourist Board is like, thank you, buddy. Well, I got gotcha. you. Uh, so the event is not actually on the beach. No. Nope. That was uh, a misconception it's last close. year. You uh, can see it. It's about, a, I think it's what, like a mile from the beach? I don't even think it's a mile. You can see it past the gate and the train tracks and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, or not the Del Mar Fairgrounds, the, the racetrack. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is a really the fair, famous, it is the fairgrounds. Yeah. It's it's not the fairgrounds, but they do have they have convention areas, which is where we're at. Are you saying they don't have fairs? At they do all kinds of stuff there. They have concerts. They had like a they kids had a, thing going on last night. They had a kids thing. Yeah. Um, they also had uh, there was like a, a Halloween maze going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Well, there, I think there was even a, a, a hayride. <laughs> There's also horse races. So if you guys are yeah. betting yes. people. The horse races are a yeah. blast at Del Mar. If you haven't ever had a chance to go, as, as a complete aside, they are so much fun. And opening day at the races is a blast. You, like, we, the girls all wear the big hats. We should everything. have opening day at SoCal Open. Everyone has to wear hats <laughs> and fancy, like wear like um, nice suits and stuff. That'd be pretty uh, fun. That'd be amazing. You don't wear a suit to the racetrack, you plebe. Oh. You wear uh, a leisure, like a more like a, a relaxed. Oh. You know. Okay. Aren't you supposed to wear like a long coat? In a monocle, I don't know. A top hat, pretty sure. It's for people who have money, the girl. It's funny though because because it is Southern California and it's mm -hmm. not like Kentucky, so the girls will wear the nice hat and then they'll wear like some real revealing other everything else. <laughs> like, oh, I don't thank think. Thank you. I was like, that's a near miss, but I appreciate yeah. the effort. Yeah, you get yeah. the hat. Though. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they? <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time. Uh, but yeah, if you ever have a chance to go to the races, uh, Frankie and I have been. I've been actually quite a few times. It's super fun. Uh, I bet on strictly the name of the horse. Yeah. Like, that's a strong name. How else are you going to know? You have to like, follow the horse's history yeah. and look at all the yeah, other horses. I don't know. Like, my, my grandpa like super into it. Yeah. So he, no, my he dad, knows. I mean, my grandpa too. They would like, yeah. they would track the horse's like histories <laughs> against other same yeah. horses. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of fun to be had in the area. We hope to see everybody there. Uh, I have a feeling that this year we might get up to 300 for 40K. Nice. Teams. I think we'll be 256 for sure. I, I think um, we will. Like, I think it's going to just, I think it's going to grow super fast because last year was so much fun. Like the, the, the feedback we got out of the event was like ultra positive. Yeah. And of course there was the, the little mix up with Ryan's list being, I think like 10 points over or something, unfortunately in the finals, which is a bummer, but that aside, everyone had a great time. Yeah. Yep. I have a feeling the event's going to blow up. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens at the event. Uh, will Joe Cryer defend his Age of Sigmar title? Is he going to come back out from uh, uh, Minnesota or or Michigan? Uh, Joe, I apologize if I got that. No, it's Minnesota. Mississippi. It's Minnesota. I think it's Michigan. No, All right, Arizona. Uh, okay. And will Brandon, will Brandon Grant defend his title? He seems to win like every big California tournament. That's because I'm not playing in him. Well, he's no, an android. Yes, he is an android. An android. <laughs> so, you know, good luck. Which, which android Com would he computing. be? Computing. He would be... 18? I guess he'd be closer to eighteen than he would seven or sixteen. Sixteen was the big buff dude. Yeah, I and think then, those were the only two. I don't or remember. There was the old guy, but I forgot what he was. Anyways, what are you talking about? Uh, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Z, Z shit. God, yeah. get out of here, Jason. Go lift some weights, you. I have no loser. idea who. I've never watched an episode of that. How have you never You've watched never it? watched an episode. I've of seen Dragon it. Ball Z. I've seen it You're on. Yeah, well, then you just proved yourself to be a liar. Like I've I've walked <laughs> through a room where somebody's watching it. Well, then you saw an episode. I guess. <laughs> I win. Technically. Checkmate. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens at the SoCal Open. It's going to be a great time. And, of course, we will be streaming again. Surprisingly, they have great internet there. Mm -hmm. And the uh, streaming went uh, really well mm -hmm. uh, last year. And Mariana pretty much did it by herself. So, uh, if anybody wants to come and help, <laughs> I'm sure she'd appreciate it. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, we will make sure to see you all there. Again, March 12th, noon, Pacific Standard Time. Tickets will go up for sale. All right, so Daughters of Cain is the big new release, and I am actually really excited about this army. Um, What's up, yeah, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, is it? <laughs> but uh, I think it's really cool. Like, not only is it a really unique faction, it's like it really takes a, a fantasy trope and turns it on its head. Mm -hmm. um, they're female elf berserkers. That's really cool, right? Yeah. Like, it's not normal. Mostly um, female. Mostly female, yeah. they are the, the Warlock, the Doom Rider Warlocks. Yeah. But uh, it's a really, really cool <clears throat> faction. The models speak for themselves. They're mm -hmm. ridiculously awesome. 
Um, and I've been digging into the rules. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, mm -hmm. but I, I really like the rules. I think that they, they have a lot of uh, cool combos and synergies. They're going to make them really good. Um, but Jason, you read a lot of the backstory. Why don't you uh, take us through that a little bit? Because I think the story is pretty pretty awesome too. Sure. Yeah. So um, the one thing that kind of stood out to me. Nails it every time. Which I really like. Nails dude. it every how, time. How are you supposed to do an intro to that? Um, just, I didn't know gotta, I was talking about it, but I did, uh, I did, we can edit it. So it sounds good. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually did spend some time this morning, like re reading through all the, the back story and fluff. Um, just cause that was what interested me the most. And I, um, even without being told I was going to be doing it, but, uh, <clears throat> so it explains, it goes into like where Marathi, uh, came from. Um, and so it explains that she, at the end of the old world, uh, the world that was, um, she, uh, basically it's kind of like from the, the predators, you know, the beginning of predators where the guy wakes up and he's falling through the sky. Yeah. It's they, it's the exact same thing. So she woke up falling from the sky and landed in an ocean and was like, basically was at primal. Like she, her memory, everything was gone. So, but she still was this crazy magical being. So she was able to like protect herself just out of like, you know, instinct. Um, so she didn't die when she fell out of the, the sky. Eventually she found some land, um, which was in the realm of shadow, um, and she wandered for like 13 years through all the different, um, and 13 is the number that they, they're they're focusing on here because there's 13 lands in uh, the realm of shadow. She wandered for 13 years, um, eventually regained her memory about the past, you know, the world that was and who she is. Um, but she also um, found that she had mutated. She turned into that big uh, snake. snake, serpentine looking monster. And that happened while she had been, so let me backtrack a little bit. Um, at the end of the world that was, the old Warhammer fantasy world, the elves, the all the entire elf race was uh, consumed by Slaanesh. Yep. And so she, including her, including Marathi. Um, and also uh, uh, Malekith, who's now called Malarian. Um, yeah, he fused with his dragon. He did. And so, um, so at the end of the world, yeah, all, the, all the elves, yeah, all the elves were gone like because Gogeta. they had been uh, consumed by Slaanesh. Um, except for a couple key ones, which are, you know, the, the, the gods of the elves, essentially, which is uh, Marathi, Teclis, and Tyrion, and then uh, Malekith. Those are the, the elves that survived. And then Ilariel. Um So she's wandering, wandering, wandering. Uh, she finally, she finds Malekith, finally, after several years of wandering. Um, and uh, she's like, hey, it'd be cool if we split these lands up. He was like, nah, I'm more powerful than you. And so he basically was like, you're nothing. And so I don't give a, I don't care about you at all. You're not getting anything. And so he just like, this is like the relationship back in Warhammer Fantasy as well, yeah. because um, uh, Malekith was the, the, the dark elf king. Yeah. And she was like his advisor, his mom. So um, he's like, you're, you're not my mom. Wait, you are. Right. <laughs> so I don't care. And then eventually they find, um, they keep, then the two of them start working together and they start raising cities through magical means. They find the other gods, uh, Sigmar, Teclis, Tyrion, Elariel. And, uh, and so she's hiding her form the whole time. Um, because yeah, she, she's ashamed she appears, of it because she, she looks like in so but her true form which is now this this serpentine look is very similar to like Slanesh's true form and so yeah. she's afraid to show people because they're going to think that she is warped by chaos and everything but she's not she she's not but she just looks like it because she came out of him so um eventually her true form comes out because she's trying to it says that she tried to seduce Nagash because <laughs> that's her deal like she she Good will luck. she will try to influence people he's dead he's like i can't even get yeah i was gonna say it but I was, a, bone, it would a be. bone joke yeah. I, I was trying to i mean it would work too. well that's I what she like, was thinking that too. You're, there. she's like you're yeah. you're full of bones yeah. and yeah no i was like I, but it's not funny though right? yeah it's, it's a little long so 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 she's trying to do what she do which is, uh, you know, influence people through power or through seduction. So the power is not working on anybody because all these people are way more powerful than she is. <laughs> so she tries to uh, to seduce Nagash, and Nagash gets super pissed off, and he like beats her up. <laughs> and then while she's getting beat up, she turns into her form because she's like, oh, I gotta like transform to fight this guy. And then everyone else sees her, and she's like ashamed and runs away. <laughs> so no, this, away. this is it. And so. Away. And so, yeah, she slithers away because she's ashamed of how she looks. <laughs> but then um, Tyrion and Teclis and Malekith come up with a plan to free the, the souls of the elves, which is they're all still trapped in Slaanesh the God. So, um, but they have to, she, they know that she's like intimately 
not knowledgeable about him because she escaped his clutches. So they go and find her. They all work together. They um, they they come up with a way to trap Slanesh, which they do, and then they're able to release all the elf souls. I imagine that the trap that gets Slanesh mm-hmm. is like in Family Guy when the, the creepy old neighbor puts a teddy bear <laughs> under a box. Yeah. And there's like a stick holding the box up with a string. And so the little kids go yeah, and get trapped. Yeah. yeah. I imagine that for Slanesh is <laughs> very similar. Pretty much, yeah. Or worse, something worse. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you can't, it's that, a family in that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in that vein. So they 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 trap Slanesh, they free the souls of the elves. So it actually goes into detail in the fluff about how where the elves came from. And they actually um what happened is the the four different elves um that uh worked to trap Slanesh, they all said, Okay, well, we're getting a portion of these souls that are being returned to the mortal realms. As one does. Yeah. And so um yeah. and that's so that's where these elves are coming from now. And each it also goes into like it's very they, they describe how the elves that are going to be coming back aren't going to be like the elves from the fantasy world because they're now being shaped by the gods yeah. who own them. So Tyrion and Teclis will 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 create the elves how they want them to look. Malekith will do the same thing, and then she did the same thing as well. Um, Marathi will. Well, that, I mean, you know, TM. Yeah, but then really but cool. it, it also explains why Alariel, there's no wood elves anymore because yeah. Alariel wasn't part of it. Um, to trap Slanesh and, and free the elf souls. Well, the so wa- she didn't get I mean, any of those souls back. There's still the wanderers in the in the backstory. Are they are they just saying They are, but they're not part of that faction. They're not yeah. part of the Sylvanus faction. Which so, the widows are my favorite, so hopefully they come back as some cool like, yeah. you know, new Yeah, hopefully deal. they don't get tomb kinged. That'd be, Ooh. be Ooh. horrible. Don't, but come back as centaurs. Don't you play with my heart, Jason. Um so it's anyway, so Minotaurs. Uh, I'm kinda like dragging this on, but it was really interesting no, it's in that it's, it's um she it, this this backstory, the fluff in this book, explains a lot about where the elves were, how they're coming back, how they're going to look when they come back, and then what they're doing now. And then it also explains how why they work for the forces of order, how they interact with the other forces of order. It goes into detail on how some of the Stormcast hosts are just like, what the hell? Yeah. They're, not, <laughs> yeah. they're not working with these people. But then some yeah. of the other ones, like the zealous, like crazy Stormcast Eternals are like, yeah, these girls are great because they let them <laughs> kill everything. Yeah. They're crazy. Because they're also like crazy killers. So oh, yeah, the, they describe the the girls like they are they are berserker warriors. Yeah. Like in the old school sense, when you know, like uh, the berserkers that would paint themselves blue and go into battle naked, mm-hmm. high on mushrooms. Yeah. That's the Dwarf inspiration. Fire slayers. That's the inspiration for, for them because they they put themselves into a fanatical frenzy. Yeah. They murder people. They dr- they drink their blood. They bathe in their blood. Yeah. And then it, they go into just a fanatical like, right. Like you know berserk frenzy, and they go into battle basically with wearing nothing, mm-hmm. and just with knives. And then they just slice and dice anything right. that gets in the way. It's I think it's cool. They're like they're insane like yeah. fanatics. Yeah. One, of, one of the other things I really like though too is that Marathi is actually playing a double game she's right she's not actually a devotee because she went and found her religion mm-hmm. again and she's like oh yeah Cain, woo yeah. like i'm i'm all about Cain. yeah so then that's how she's got she's like a religious figure in yeah. the in the uh the sect mm-hmm. but she's actually doesn't want Cain to be resurrected or she, she, she actually thinks he's soaking dead. up all the power from the their devotion herself well it explains that she she did want Cain to come back but she she feels that he's dead yeah. And that, but she did find um, like one part of him because it also explains how the elf gods are cyclical, so they die and they come back over and over and over. Um, and so she found one piece of him, the Cain's heart, and um, so she believes that he might come back, but he's not. At this point, he's not coming back, but she doesn't want to tell that to the the other yeah. witch elves and everything because she needs to like fuel their devotion. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. she always did that in the past too. She would like join up, like she's joined up with Slanesh in the past. And then betrayed Slanesh. Yeah. So she like always does these like double crosses where she's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> this is definitely this is definitely one that I, I'm really interested in. I, that's about as far as I got. I didn't go into a lot of the unit details, um, but uh, I don't know. This one really interested me. Some of the, the these new releases, I'll be honest, have not like the Carriage on Overlords. I thought were just, I love the Carriage on Overlords. Like I love the look. And it's the just story. the background. I just I don't know. I just gold. couldn't. Aether gold. They float gold. on it. Because yeah, for me, the Carriage on Overlords are such like this is this reminds me of the fantasy universe, the Warhammer yeah. fantasy universe. That's why I think I like it so much. The Carriage on Overlords are so in the new Age of Sigmar like mentality. Like they float on Aether Gold and they they drink it and they you know it's I like that, it. it's weird. You know they they live in an upside down castle and you're just like uh, <laughs> it's right. a little too high fantasy. I you know what the thing is I, I like it because 
like Age of Sigmar is starting to take shape. Right. Like they're like, yes, this is something bold and new mm -hmm. and the old world just wasn't going to work any longer. Yeah. And I, I really like it. I think it's I think it's great. Right. Um, and sorry if you hear any background noise or doing construction in the unit next door to us. So yeah. sorry for that. But um, so, I love it. Yeah, really and good. Some of the rules, too, are really cool reflections mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Like obviously they're they're really fast. Right. Right. Uh, as you would expect, you know, elf berserkers to be. Mm -hmm. um, they have units that can deep strike, which is yeah. not super common. They have a lot of teleporting too, so yep. they can like teleport around the table. <coughs> uh, have, I think they're gonna be really fun. They have ways to move, advance, and charge. Mm -hmm. yep. um, they also have like a six up feel no pain that works against wounds, mortal wounds. Yep. You can boost that up to a five up and you can make it reroll. So you can actually make them pretty damn durable because their normal save is is crap. Right. You know, most of them have like a six up save. And they should get into combat yeah. pretty quickly. So, you yeah. know, it, it, and then they have the, um, what is it called? The Blood Rites, which is very similar to uh, the Dark Eldar. Powerful. Or now, what, Ju Ju Jukiai or whatever they're called. Jukari. Jukari. <laughs> Jukiai. Ju what are they? Well, I don't did know. You, did you get squirtled and yeah. got a Jukiai? But yeah, they got the stupid blood rights copyright table. stuff. Let's <laughs> call them dark elves. So, and uh, anyways, but so uh, as your as your turns go on, you give your army these these or give you, they have like army wide rules that you can give yeah. out, which is like reroll hits, reroll wounds, reroll your saves. So as as you get to turn five, you have all of these things. So whatever's yep. left, pretty dang good. Yeah, they and, become really powerful. Yeah, and in Age of Sigmar, by turn five, you don't have much left. But usually, yeah, there's it's cool too because there's all kinds of different abilities like command abilities or. Uh, there's like, you know, sub-faction benefits where they can increase the table for the blood rights. Yeah. So you go, you treat it as if it's a turn ahead. Mm -hmm. So you start the game with like multiple buffs. Um, and there's lots of battalions that, or um, they have like sub-factions like the Hagnar, yeah. the Draichi, Geneth. Um, they good. give you really cool bonuses. They give you special uh, artifacts. And um, as I was reading it, I was like, yeah, you definitely want to layer on as many of these rules as possible to take your rather mediocre units um, and really ratchet them up in power. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's gonna be the key to making them work. Cause the, the lore of shadows, their spells are really strong. Is it mostly like defensive? No, it's buffs and, and, and damage dealing. Mm -hmm. um, and then their, their prayers, um, which the, uh, the priests uh, do, they're really, really strong too. Like reroll your, your feel no pain save. Yep. Um, um, you know, exploding attacks. Um, uh, there's one that can reroll all misses in combat. So they're really strong buffs. Yeah, and then a lot of their relics and stuff make it to where you can have like multiple prayers. You can affect multiple units. Um, same thing with like a lot of their wizards and stuff. Yeah, they have some really powerful um, relics. They have like 18 different relics too. Yep. There's some for priests, some for wizards, and some for combat characters. Mm -hmm. um, really, really cool stuff. And uh, one of the spells that, that jumped out at me for the Doomfire Warlocks, um, and those are the, the, the unit of wizards on horses. They're yeah. only men. Yep. Their spell, Doomfire, I can't remember if this changed or not from the index. It's really strong. If you hit a unit with 10... Um, um, uh, I think it's 10 or more models, it automatically does six mortal wounds. Mm -hmm. That's pretty that good. is gnarly. That's really freaking strong. <laughs> and then the unit itself is um, mm. its pretty solid. I like them. It's a cavalry unit. I like fast uh, cav. It's a, it's a cavalry unit that has that, that spell, essentially. They're fast. They have a shooting They have a shooting attack. They get two shots apiece. Yeah. It's, and in combat, that, they're okay. Yeah, it, but it's, just, it's the normal. I mean, it's a better cavalry unit than most. But well, yeah. They have a spell that is freaking crazy mm -hmm. um it's you cast it on an enemy unit and everyone that attacks them gets plus one to wound yeah mm -hmm. but it also is a it's a very fast unit that is a wizard mm -hmm. you can yep. dispel something um you can, or unbind something sorry um and it has mystic shield doomfire bolt which is theirs arcane bolt and, and it has they all also that have stuff. access to the lord of shadows right and they can um, um obviously they're really good at going and grabbing objectives mm -hmm. too. yeah so I, i'm actually pretty tempted because my free people are almost done um, this army has got me pretty tempted. Um, I was, if I was going to play this, I would paint them as like D and D drow with like, um, super ultra dark blue skin and white hair. Do you know it would look cool if they had like uh, teal hair? 
and like do you did that color scheme you could do that too. that would look pretty sick yeah that would actually yeah. look pretty cool or even like yellow like go off of like house escher from like uh, necromunda that would be pretty slick yeah. that would be yeah because they have this big sweeping hair on all of it the male yeah. and female models so you can do really fun stuff yeah but i thought like the traditional like um Drizzt style like with like almost black skin and white hair and eyes i think mm -hmm. that would look really cool yeah uh, so anyway yeah that's daughters of really King. exciting yeah I, I think this is a cool it's a home run. hopefully we'll see a lot of these on the tables yeah definitely. but uh let us know in chat uh, at the end of the show if you have any questions about daughters of Cain. uh pretty cool brand new faction for mm -hmm. age of sigmar also in other age of sigmar news the dread solstice global campaign has begun we're in week two uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a global campaign centering around uh, the new models that came out. There's a character for each of the four uh, factions. And uh, I, I never really get too involved in these personally, but I know people love it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. So check out the, the website for uh, the Dread Solstice. There's all kinds of fun stuff. You can vote on rules and, and, and all kinds of really neat uh, interactive uh rules and, and, and uh, activities as a part of the campaign. So yep. uh, if you like to play Age of Sigmar, especially in a narrative sense, I think this would be a great fit. The campaigns are pretty cool though because the games that you play mm -hmm. like directly affect the campaign. So that's always pretty fun. Yeah. I don't know why I never really got drawn into them. I think they're great. Yeah. And I totally encourage people to participate. But I never, even when I was a kid, I didn't really uh, get involved with the, like, you know, the Siege of Medusa 5 and all that stuff. Like. Yeah. For whatever reason, I always thought it was neat, but I didn't really participate. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get involved? No. You probably did because you played at uh, a GW store all the time. I didn't play in the campaigns, but uh, I well, not the global campaigns. I played in like the local campaigns. Yeah. So like where they would use the little tiles and you would take over bases and gain bonuses. It was pretty fun. So. Yeah, we used to do that. We used to do narrative campaigns all the time in yeah. my gaming group. Now it was a blast. Mm -hmm. Uh, in other news, we have a uh, YouTube video up explaining the whole kind of cool incident from the Las Vegas Open with Alex Finnell and uh, Mark Merrill, co-founder of Riot Games, and how uh, kind of a sportsmanship incident has now turned into an over $15,000 donation to a children's hospital. Video is really cool, kind of tells you the whole story of what happened. Mm -hmm. Big thanks to Mariana for putting that together. Check that out, and you can kind of get a feel in 15 short minutes. For what went down? It'd be cool if somebody did a video showing like the redemption of Tony Grappando, where he like comes yeah. back, and, think, the, and, then, and then like 2019, he steps back up top table, and then something yeah. happens. He's like, "No, you go ahead and do that." <laughs> Right, <laughs> like he goes. There's a montage where right. he's like, up he's in, training all year long. People yeah. are just throwing tomatoes at him and shit. He's just and like, just, yeah. doesn't bother me. No, yeah, and he's just growing stronger, and it's it's more like he's like becoming a better person. Ooh, that's good. I like Somebody it. should do that video, or we should uh, do a live yeah. action of like what the, happened during yeah. the incident. But you play can active. be Alex Fennel. Okay. You can be Tony Grappando. Yeah, I'll do it. Since you're so infatuated with his muscles, I'm not muscles. infatuated with him. What the fuck? <laughs> I, have, I just have respect really funny. for the discipline that it takes to get buff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So yeah, somebody maybe. somebody make that, please. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yes. Frankie can play Mariana. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's running the stream. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, ooh. We both have backwards yeah. hats on. And That's all, true. To accurately Already play Mariana, you just have to strip over things. Already do it. Okay. Who's the Done? judge that let this happen? I'm Mariana reincarnated. Who, the, the judges were not at that table when, the, oh, when this whole thing I'll be one of those characters. Yeah. I'll be one of those characters. Just on my phone. I'll be just swiping. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a really cool story. So you guys should definitely check out the interview. But you know what else Mark is a Merrill, really cool story? Mark Merrill, make a story? documentary about it. What else is a really cool story is yes. I just today <laughs> found out that Revenge. one of the greatest <laughs> kung fu movies of the early 80s, The Last Dragon, there's a sequel. Mm-hmm. Oh, How did I not know this? It also no, is starring Tupac Shakur. Uh, duh. Oh my God, Tupac is in it? Yeah. What? And he's wearing his bandana <laughs> with the samurai sword. Holy sh... No way. That's Tupac Prince. Tupac is in The Last Dragon Part 2? And who's this? Is that... That That's is Prince. Prince. Prince is in this? How did I not watch this movie? <laughs> it's also starring Vanity. Uh, I don't know who Boom. This is great. You should, dude. I cannot believe there was a sequel and it has Prince and Tupac, and it's through Barry Gordy. It. 
Okay. That's great. So for those of you who don't know. Summer of 1995. It came out in 95? Yeah. Well, oh, the, the second It must one. have been a long time because the first one is 80s to the max. It was like that period of time where it was 80s slash 70s. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, it's a story of a young man in Harlem who does karate. Mm-hmm. But the bad guy, the shogun of Harlem, uh-huh. also does karate. Nice. But he's a black belt. Uh, he doesn't wear a black belt. He wears a leopard skin pelt as a belt. As one would. What if a they dick! Were a black Those belt are endangered species. But they karate so hard that they start to glow. <laughs> so, so this they is go what, Super Saiyan, dude. They go Super Saiyan. Like the uh-huh. the best part of the movie. I don't want to ruin it. Oh my! But God. they shoot the they shoot the main character, and you're like, oh no! They shot him in the face. He's dead. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up, and he caught the bullet in his teeth. Nice. And he spits it out, and he's like, wow. Dang. This is so. This is that what Iron Fist should have been. It's better yes. than Iron yes. Fist. Yes, sounds the, much better. Just your 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 dude. sloppy retelling of the story <laughs> made me more interested than Iron Fist. Squirtle some information on you. So the Shogun Squirtle. of Harlem has a gang of karate gangster thugs. That's great. So they're like the hand, right? Dude, or the they, Foot Clan. It's amazing. And he wears yeah. stunner shades. Like when he wears the freaking stunner shades, dude. It's amazing. It sounds really good, actually. I love it. When oh, I was a kid, yeah. I absolutely loved this movie. And I cannot believe there's a sequel that has Tupac and Prince. Yeah. I think you're going to have to get this. Yes. If anybody has it, send it to us. Look how scary that guy looks. He looks fierce. The poster is great. Yeah. Is you don't see those anymore. No, I love those old style, like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. It's like a Star Wars poster. Yeah. It does. <laughs> It's probably better than Star. It's probably better than the most recent Star Wars, yeah. which is not hard to do. Ah, uh, can't wait for that. So, upcoming ITC events, ITC news, all kinds of fun stuff. So, further further discussion on the chess clock topic. Uh, we're getting more and more positive feedback. There have been some people who have presented some concerns, uh, all valid. I uh, had a really interesting discussion with uh, Paul Murphy from Forge Narrative uh, on their podcast. Check that out. We talked about it at great length, but. It feels more and more like it's the obviously correct. And again, only choice. for the top tables. We're, we're still trying to figure that out, right? Like, um, how are we going to implement this? I guess I should say, I, I hope it's only for the top tables. Because again, most people showing up on, I, ter- on day two or 0 and 3. I, I'm with you on yeah. that. Like, a lot of people don't care, right? They come right. to play a relaxed game. They want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, whether the game finishes or not isn't even really a top concern for them. And yeah. we don't want to make it more stressful for people although once you get used to the clock it's not that big of a deal but um it's going to be baby steps you know getting getting this going yeah so i think like the game plan right now what we've been discussing is to uh implement the clocks at the bao for day two for people with a winning record uh which should be less than half the field and half the field um you know, we'll see because those are people that are in contention mm-hmm. to win the event, and that's when it does matter. You do want the game needs to finish, right? right? Like uh, as we've talked about at length, like it's not you didn't you didn't do what you came to do when you only get through three turns, yeah. right? Like that's not a full game. Um, as a as a spectator, as someone that you know, we're trying to make it exciting and enticing to come and watch the game because that'll make more people want to play. It'll make more people want to come to tournaments. It'll just make the hobby more present. You know, it will, it'll grow the hobby if we get, make it fun to watch. But no one wants to tune into a game and see two turns. It's like putting on a football game and watching uh, only two quarters and like, oh, we're done. It's like a soccer game. Well, and it's oh, two turns. It's two turns, and it's watching for two and a half hours. People kind of stand there and, and staring at the table. Yeah, and it's like that's just not compelling. Yeah, and and again, it's not. You didn't actually play the damn game. That's mm-hmm. the the biggest part. You. You did not determine victory. Yeah. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't play a full game of Warhammer 40k. Exactly, and then <laughs> that, that's problematic. So the chess clock is—it's—it's it's fair, it's impartial. Uh, it does take a little bit to, to get used to it, uh, and that's why we want to let people know now, mm-hmm. so that you have plenty of time to prepare by July. Uh, we're gonna have the, the the draft V1 rules probably next week. Yep. I'm working with uh, Tim. From Chicago, they've been using it. Um, been getting a lot of feedback. People like uh, uh, PJ Pants. I've been talking to him. Uh, he he's in agreement. He said, "Yeah, it takes some getting used to." He's like, "But you have to do it because mm-hmm. uh, the game, for whatever reason, it is playing slowly now." Um, I know we usually finish our games uh, pretty quickly, but a lot of people aren't right, and that's the reality of the situation. So I think 40K has been heading that direction for a long time. Like we even had 
slow play issues in fifth edition. It's forever. So, it's mean, always been an issue. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, what about I don't people think who say lower the points in tournaments? So that that's the people always say that like, well, why don't you just lower the points? And we mm-hmm. have like mountains of data mm-hmm. showing that people who go to tournaments do not want to play with fifteen hundred points. They just don't. Yeah, I mean, people want to play with more models, right? I, I think everybody's in agreement that they would play up to even like 3,000 points. It's just the time limitations are the the main issue. And then there's always the argument, well, why don't you give more time? Well, then you're spending more time at the tournaments. Also, there's data out there that shows more time doesn't actually solve the problem as well. So You just hit the nail on uh, the head. I mean, there's, I don't think there's really any other answer than the um, chess clocks it's, it's totally fair you both get the same amount of time um there's it definitely shows who's playing slow and yep. who's not so i mean it's an educational experience like yeah. when, when, when we started playing with chess clocks experimenting i learned that uh, i am very slow in the opening of the game and then i play really quickly at the end of the game right and so it's like you it teaches you about yourself and one of the most like funny things about it is that people who are always like ah, everyone slow plays me a lot of times they learn that they are the one that is actually slow playing their opponent. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, what's the common thread between all these games? Oh, it's you. Yeah. You're not getting slow played. You are slow playing. And your perception is just that that it's happening to you when in reality you're the one that is doing it. Yep. So it really teaches you a lot. It gives you like it gives you, you know, impartial direct feedback about how you are playing the game. Uh, it'll make you better. And we tried the carrot. You know, this is one thing we talk about a lot is that we, with the, the ITC Champions missions, the Nova missions were a big inspiration for us. They, they do something very similar. Uh, we get, we're like, okay, well, let's try the carrot. And, and what I mean by that is we'll give you more points for the more turns that you finish, right? You can't get a full score if you don't finish the game. Well, the carrot didn't work. So it's time for the stick. <laughs> and the stick yeah. is if you don't finish your games, you will 99 times out of 100 uh, – I'm throwing that out there, 95 times out of 100, you're going to lose because your opponent gets to keep playing and you just stand there watching, basically. So I think that it's what's going to happen is that by necessity, all of a sudden, people who are like, oh, you can't finish a 2,000-point game in two and a half to three hours, all of a sudden they're going to be finishing because they have to. Yep. It's that simple, right? And so it's going to be better for the game. Uh, people are going to be finishing the games. We're going to get real outcomes, not these half-assed outcomes of, Oh, well, turn four, but if it would have gone to five, right. I would have won, but we didn't because we ran out of time. Right. Uh, it's going to be great. And then uh, from the point of view of making it more fun to watch, now you have the, the added element of the clock, which, which adds a whole new level of drama, right? Like Frankie's down to five minutes, but there's, you know, got to somehow squeeze in a turn and a half, but Jason's still got 10 minutes on the clock. So Jason can, you know, play a little bit more cagey. That adds a whole new level of excitement. Like Frankie doesn't have time to, to, analyze every possible permutation of what might happen you just got to go with your instincts and go that's how i play anyways it's true <laughs> all instinct yep. you are a really fast reactionary player. yeah <laughs> frankie doesn't think he just lets it go i just do you just you start to glow you take yeah. the dice out of the game <laughs> catch bullets in my mouth yeah oh i love that movie <laughs> uh I, I think it's going to be really positive for the game i think there's going to be an adjustment period yeah i really believe though like talking to my so we've been talking to our friends that are in the War Machine community and they're just like, it's about time. Yeah. Like, they're like, why have you guys waited this long? They wouldn't go back. They consider it to be a super positive aspect of the game. It can create a little bit of stress. Of course. Yeah. Um, but you practice. But I yeah. mean, you look at chess, right? Practice your list. Chess uses it too. Don't make a list that you've never used before and take it to a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's going to teach people that too. Well, my, one of my favorite arguments is like, well, it's not fair for Horde players. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's absolutely definitively fair. You yeah. get half the time. So you you get choose as much time as your opponent yeah. gets to play You the choose game. the army that you're going to yeah. take. You don't get more time because you brought a certain army. That's absurd. That is like yeah. the definition of not fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the silliest argument I've ever heard. And it's like, well, what if two Horde players play each other? Should we just slow the tournament down to give you both extra time? Come on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it is fair. It's, it's, it's objectively fair. And I think, uh, I think once people adjust to it, that it's going to be the, the, the default. Right? It just makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, it gives you what, like, I think it's like 15 minutes a turn or something like that. 20. Um, it's about 20, it about 20. Minutes 20. Time, yeah. So it's like 20 minutes a turn. I mean, that's so much time. If you have, just sit in a chair for 20 minutes and just stare at the wall. 20 minutes is a long time. There's no reason you shouldn't be able to finish your turns in yeah. 20 minutes. Or maybe your opening turns take half an hour each. And then 
the end turns take like five minutes. That, that's the way it usually goes, yeah. right? Like you can take an hour on your opening turn, yeah. but then you get 20 minutes for the rest of the game. I, it's possible if you are lightning quick, but you don't want to do that. And the thing is, that's boring as, as shit. Like no one wants to watch that. Yeah. That's lame. Uh, and, and it doesn't work. You, you can't take that long because the game, you won't finish the damn game. Yep. So ultimately, I think it's going to be really good. Um, there will be an adjustment period, but we're going to do everything in our power to get people ready for it. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll put out videos. Uh, we'll put out the, the, the rules as soon as we can. Um, we're going to try and make it as easy as possible for people to, to make this adjustment. And again, this will be our at our events, right? Yep. TOs are not required to go out and purchase chess clocks for your own personal it. events. No. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do right. it, right? So yeah, it's, we have to always. I feel like we always have to reiterate that. Like yeah. when yeah. we're talking about these these big sweeping changes, it's for us, our ones that we put on ourselves, yeah. and then anyone else who chooses to do it can do so. Can do it. It's yep. you don't have to. So I I constantly we get messages from people saying I don't oh, want to do an ITC event because I don't want to follow your rules. I'm like you don't have to. I know we've we've banged that drum yeah. so loud. Do whatever you want. People to want to it. be told what to do though. That's yeah. the, the funny thing. Yeah. Even the people that say they don't, they still do. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know many, how many times we've said it, like, we are just providing guidelines. Yeah. I mean, the, the ITC basically is a ranking. That's, yeah. uh, and then we have guidelines on what people can use. Like, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. But like, hey, if you want to run an event and you've never ran an event, mm -hmm. just use our format. It's really easy to use. Here yeah. it is. Here's and all it's the been tested. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. It's not, yes. we're not dictating two TOs. Like you have to use chess clocks. Otherwise you're not ITC. That's right. not what we do. Never. We've never ever yeah. been about that. I don't know how to make it any more clear. <laughs> I don't, it, it's the, it's the biggest the mystery of the whole program and I don't yeah. understand it. And people get so mad and we yeah. get, we get people who are like, you know, um, they, they're going to run an event and they sign up to run an event. They're like, no, take me off the ITC. I don't want to follow your rules. I'm like, you don't, you don't have to, you don't, have to. Yeah. You don't do whatever you want. I've been to an ITC event where somebody like used two reefer Titans. Yeah. And if that's fine, and that was fine. And that those, the rules of the event was, that's fine. I still yeah. got points for playing in those games. And the, the whole purpose of the ITC, like the, 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 the driving purpose is to increase the amount of people playing the game playing and events. enjoying the game. Yeah. Yep. That is that's it. All the other stuff we do is to just achieve that goal, right? Like the ranking system. It's fun. It motivates people to go to more events, to, to get more involved, to keep playing games because it's, it's enticing. It's fun. Right. It's good for stores. It's good for stores. It increases attendance and yeah. people are going to buy Mountain Dew and stuff. We have proof. We have, we have hard data showing yeah. that if you put the ITC stamp on your event at your store, and you broadcast it out there, you put it on BCP, you will get more people. Yes, people will travel to your location. Yeah, and they'll spend money when they're there. Yep. It's, it's good for the hobby. It's good for the, the, it's the good store for owners. Right. Yeah. And it's that's the purpose, right? It's like yeah. we're not trying to tell people we're how to play. We're not trying to force you to play. We're not trying to game. make rules for the game. I mean. We hate we hated when we yeah. used to do that. Yeah. All it, all it is uh, is a ranking system. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. It, it's it is. Really, all it is. It's like, literally it. People think it's this big thing. Like you want to, you want to run a book. You want to run it out of the book. Do it. Yeah. It's a ranking system. You want to let all fortral in? Do it. Who yeah. cares? We yeah. don't care. Right. Like we, we care it, now, now that might affect your attendance at your event. Yeah. But that's on you. That's not on us. We don't care what you do. Like we literally, don't care the way you run your event. As right. long as everyone's as long as it's fun. scored in a specific way, correct? So we can rank things. That's it. And that's why we made the ranking system the way we did too, is that it's so nebulous. It's like, I don't care. We don't care how you rank it. Just tell us the order that the people came in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. You could have a one to one million scale. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and it's just to try and bring people together, get people coordinated, working together, increase mm -hmm. the community. I just feel we have to bang this drum so, and it, it yeah. goes it's, over it's people's heads. It's so because long. people want to be told what to do. It's like instinctual. They want to be able to point at something and go, though that's it, that's the thing, and you have to do that, but it's just right. not the case. Which you can. You yeah. can follow it to a T if For you sure. want. But I think it's also important. I think we're going to come out with our mission statement like here pretty soon mm -hmm. for the ITC and just post it. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, it's like... Then you guys can all see. <laughs> I mean, all, it's, it's funny, too, it how open. often people ask questions. I'm like, have you looked at the ITC page? Like, we yeah. spell out in great detail every aspect of it, mm -hmm. like with examples everything and people are like oh i didn't read it you're like well then stop wasting there my time right. please go read it right yeah. uh at any rate uh, uh yeah chess clocks i think it's gonna be a positive move for match so play yeah. for for casual play for narrative play don't worry about it yeah 
no big deal. Like at the 40K friendly at the LVO, you'll never see a chess clock. No. Yeah, four-hour four rounds, baby. I mean, yeah. if somebody wanted to do it, yeah, go ahead. But right. You have a four-hour round. It's super chill. I'm sure some people still didn't finish their games, but yeah. you know, that's not the point. Nope. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, at the LVO finals, you have to have it. Now, the real question, though, is like, how do we implement it at an event that doesn't have a finals me mechanic, right? Like the SoCal Open, the BAO. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where we would like some feedback. So yeah. the game plan right now, people with a winning record going into day two, chess clocks, uh, everyone else can use them if they want, don't have to. Uh, you know, we, we have quite, we're lucky enough that we have built up an inventory of them over the years for War Machine. Uh, so we're just going to use those. For BAO, yeah. For the BAO and SoCal. And, uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, other big news for the ITC, the hobby track is pretty much done. The database is built. And we're going to start rolling things out, hopefully, in the next few days, week or two. Uh, really, really exciting. So to kind of recap the way the ITC hobby track is going to work, uh, it's going to be almost exactly the same thing as the competitive track, except it's going to track your hobby ranking at events. It's not going to track the score uh, for the exact same reasons we just explained with the competitive track. Uh, what we're going to do is going to look at how you ranked with your hobby score at each event you went to, and we're going to score it on the exact same mathematical model as the competitive track, Except obviously there's not a round multiplier for, you know, because you don't win games with a hobby. But you could. It could be versus your opponent. Ooh. Yeah. Does your score beat Ooh. your opponent's score? Yeah. So uh, that part will be gone from the, from the math, but it's otherwise identical just to make it easy for people to understand what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. So to, to kind of like bring this all together, the ITC hobby track, you could go to five events throughout the course of the year, lose every single game but still win the ITC hobby track. You could be the, the crowned, the, the best hobbyist in, in the ITC uh, for that season. And we're also going to uh, track regional rankings, uh, faction specific rankings. So you could be the best, uh, you, you can compete to be the best hobbyist for Adeptus Custodes in the South of the United States of America. Really cool. Pretty cool. Really cool. So yeah. for people who don't give a hoot about winning games, that's just not engaging to them, but they still like to go to participate in the community events. Well, now you have something to uh, a really fun, laid back competition that is more appealing. Yep, definitely. I think it's great. I think it's we're going to see a whole new set of hobbyists become more involved in the overall community because they have something that's really cool for them. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's I great. Yeah, I think it's great. Yep. Eventually, we'll come up with a way to objectively measure how, like, you know, fun somebody is. But for now, I don't. Ooh, who's going to be the worst? What's your that, fun that, scale? that also means the bottom. Who's the worst? <laughs> yeah. Who's the worst person to play against in the whole? Who's the shardle of the world? ITC? The shardle. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Squardle. Uh, dude, what if you did have like a like a, a sportsmanship track? Yeah. I think like it, at the end, just, people would be like like dressing up as like clowns and shit yeah. to get the most points. Yeah, like a hundred dollars. They're not even like playing a game; they're just like doing improv and like yeah. telling jokes, you know, giving giving like back rubs. Yeah. Man, good job! You rolled that dice. Uh, I would be interested to see who the worst person in the world to play against would be. The ITC Shardle. Yeah, that would be the title. Nice. Have to wear a little like funny hat. <laughs> I think I know who it would be. Uh, Reese's Robbins. Yeah. Me. Reese Robbins. Oh. I'm a pleasure. I'm a pleasure to play against. Uh huh. We have all kinds of video evidence proving that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then based on feedback, the Shadespire ITC track is almost certainly going to happen. Uh, thank you for everybody letting us know that they'd be very interested in that. 30K was a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, it's kind of a small community and- Game's going uh, strong. What's that? Game's going strong. Game's going well. strong. But, uh, but we're still kind of up in the air on 30K, but uh, Shadespire looks like it's, it's, a, it's a natural fit. It's a competitive game. It would yeah. be very easy to do. Uh, so we'll take, we're, we're probably going to do that. We'll let you guys know as soon as we can. Uh, but if you are running Shadespire tournaments, a lot of people have written in. Um, hopefully soon we can start tracking that data. So Do you think we can do a Warzone ITC? No. Ooh, no. Dead game, Jason. Dead game, Jason. Dead see, what game. I, see what I work with, people? Dead game. Uh, upcoming 40K ITC events this uh, next weekend. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I know some of these are actually GTs. Um, uh, I believe Conflict Norwich is actually a major. Hmm, uh, Frankie. We'll see. But uh, yeah, tons of events coming up this weekend and quite a few uh, Age of Sigmar ITC events this next month as well. So make sure to jump out there, participate, get your points, and have fun. Top 10. Frankie, Ooh. I don't see your name. This guy has three of five already. I haven't played in a tournament yet. That's why you are not the world's greatest. 
James Carmona already has five of five. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, competed. He went to two tournaments this last weekend. <laughs> yeah. He won the first one. Lost the second one. Yeah. Uh, 40K ITC current top 10. Patrick McNeil leading the pack. Also the only one with three events. Nice. Boom. Makes it easy. Makes it easy. Sean, Sean Maiden is in second. Ryan Olson in third. Sean Prosser in fourth. Alex Finnell in fifth. William Ivy in sixth. Gary Frank in seventh. Jeremy Applebaum in eighth. Hey. Pat, yep. Uh, Patrick McKinney in ninth. And Larry Oliver in ten. It's funny, every week we're starting to see some of the same names it's, always yeah. start creeping yeah. up. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> Jeremy Applebaum, by the way, uh, gets uh, commission work done from us. He, he's yeah. a great guy. Super he helped nice. us with the uh, he's helped us with a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah he is. Uh Age of Sigmar ITC rankings. <laughs> First place, Paul Jerzecki. Nice. Got it. Jarzecki? A lot of these names we're gonna have problems with. number two, Steven Haichi. Phil Savar, is that Heich? Heike. Heich. Heich. That's probably Heich. Yeah. Stephen Heich in second. Phil Savard in third. Johannes Hoogstraten in fourth. <laughs> nice. Good name. Gwyn Kellum in fifth. Mike Simeon in... <laughs> that is a great name. <laughs> Johannes, Johannes Hoogstraten. Hoogstraten. Yeah. I love it. It sounds like a chef. It's super strong. He, If he's not a chef, Johannes, you should be one. Yeah, or a general. Or a general. general yeah. In the Age of Sigmar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. GW, that's the name. Johannes Hoogstrand. When you started doing free Yeah. He's got a Oh, a big old uh, mustache. Uh, yeah. Yes, a flowing stash. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a, just the biggest feather possible. Yes. Oh, it's it. bigger than feather. the mount. Huge like feather, yeah. <laughs> Big old puppy That's where the power is from. <laughs> yeah. It's like Samson. <laughs> oh. Uh, Mike Simeon in sixth. Matthew Pashby in seventh. Paul Wittek in eighth. Jason Heidi in ninth and Curtis Cluet in tenth. Interestingly enough, none of the familiar names are on there yet. Nope. Yep. Not yet. And then, of course, we have a beautiful Adeptus Custodes commission from wow. the FLG Paint Studio. Uh, FLG artist did this one. Pink, son. I dig the pink and uh, purple with the gold. I like yeah. how big legal. that logo is on there. <laughs> 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 you got, yeah, just to make sure you know. Uh, I dig it. Yeah, I don't know, Mariana. Are these up on the uh, the stream, the uh, the pictures? They better be. Yeah. So yeah, these one, are these are artists. One job, Mariana. These are artists that one work for job. the commission studio. This would be classified. Man, this is a is she, tabletop plus or master class. Her Instagram again and not paying attention. Who's Thank not? I was doing fired. it. I was just she doing was it while doing we were talking. Fired. Um, I would say this is uh, tabletop plus. Right? Tabletop plus, but more. It is. But um, more. It, it would be closer to master class. So what is this? Tabletop plus plus. Double plus. Top, double plus. This double is a plus. double plus service. Ooh. I would actually put this closer to Masterclass, to be honest. But yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't think the pictures even actually do it justice. Like mm-hmm. the models are so well painted. Yeah. yeah. So definitely consider us for your next commission. Uh, we are always taking new work. Mm-hmm. And if you're an aspiring artist uh, and you'd like to take a crack at joining the team, email painting at frontlinegaming.org with some pictures of your work. And make, but, sure, they're, make, caveat, sure, they're, yeah, make sure they're good pictures. Don't t- yeah, take good pictures. One. Two, it helps if you have an established studio. Three, it helps if you do this primarily. Full time. Full time. And it helps if you can look at the photos on our portfolio and see and if you can similar. Clo- paint closely to that, please. Yep. I-, I appreciate all the people who send us yep. photos, but honestly, like just straight up, if you not everybody gets accepted. If you um, you know, if you do this a couple hours a week when you're a student, it's just not what we need. So but if you if you do kind of fall into all those categories that we talked about, where you have an established service, you've been doing it for a while, you have a good portfolio with good photos, um, please feel free to reach out to us. Painting at frontlinegaming.org. Yep, and then also make sure to tune into Brandon's stream tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard yeah. Time. To see him paint some models. B minor. B minor. He he because. is he's, he might be a minor in name, but he's a major in skill. Ooh, Ooh yeah. You like that, Brandon? That's your tagline. Good point. Just came up with it. TFG Radio says ITC equals world domination. That's right. I wish. That's right. We're going to Kim Jong-un it. Ooh. Wait, he doesn't no. actually dominate the world. Ah. Well, someday he might. Uh, yeah, someone says, I don't want to use all your ITC rules. Yeah, there isn't any. Yep. Yeah. Don't use any of them. I don't know them. what our ITC rules are. Don't do any of them. And he was being funny. Yeah. Uh, nobody reads, says TFG Radio. That's true. Did FLG change to where you can't comment if you don't subscribe, says Captain Lysander. I don't know. That's my I think you, you might. Also, there's also a comment there. Uh, yeah, commented. So, did you subscribe? Of the comment. Yeah, you might have to favorite. Uh, so I know some channels. He's not. He's that, not a subscriber. So this is fun. Not that I know. Next level painting. What's up, Kenny? Kenny G. Is that Kenny B? It's Kenny G. Kenny B. He plays a mean clarinet. Yeah, he does. Does he actually? Kenny G. Is that his new name? 
Kenny Boucher. Show them guns. The house. No, it's Kenny G, bro. Come on. Okay. With that flowing blonde hair. So we have a few minutes. Uh, acts of entropy. Can players opt to use chess clocks on day one? Yes, of course. Yes, yeah, because the way that uh, other venues do it is if one of the players wants to use a chess clock, you do. Um, we don't want to like cause conflict where one player is like, I absolutely don't want to use a, a chess clock. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a learning experience as we go. But typically speaking, if one person wants to use it, you do. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because um, one of the things that people brought up is a lot of the games on day one are really critical to determining who goes on. Well, they're all critical to determining who goes on to, to day two. Right. So sometimes you might get two really strong players meeting, you know, round one. That happens every time where two really good players get paired right. up round one. Yep. And it's fair to your opponent. If your opponent comes up to the table on day one and they're like, can we please use these chess clocks? Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's good form to say yes, because obviously you might not be there to do other than like talk to your friends and drink beer and have fun. But like, if your opponent clearly is interested in winning the event, you should like, don't be a jerk. Yeah. You know, like let play in a way that is going to be good for them. You yeah. Know? Like don't, I don't know. That's just my feeling. You know? I agree with you. And just putting the chess clock on the table doesn't mean it's going to be a confrontational game yeah. at all. It's just a tool to measure time. That's yeah. all it is. Um, and it's, it's once you get the hang of it, it's easy. You're like, okay, I'm done with what I'm doing. Tap. They're done with what they're doing. Tap. Now I do what I'm doing. It's not hard. Um, it just takes a little getting used to. JD Esquire says, Frankie, tug your ear if the Dracarca book is any good. <laughs> nope. Uh, he doesn't mean, nope, it's not good. He means he's not going to maybe, do that. Maybe I do. Yeah. Maybe I do. How about we just we come up with like a symbol, a winking system? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two winks means it's okay. Three winks means it's great. Sell your models. Uh, Next Level Painting says, I think getting these top 16 guys into it first and let them teach the rest of us scrubs. Maybe in a year we were all using clocks. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to take about six months to a year. Yeah, to, I think it's going to take cool some guy. time to become like second nature on using the clock and all that stuff. So um, it, it's definitely going to be a learning curve. Yeah, it's it, there's going to be an adjustment period. Uh, there, there just is. Um, we're all going to learn together as we do it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that it's worth. It's going to be worth the little bit of uh, you know stress that always accompanies change because people are going to be finishing games. And it's going to be more fair for everybody. And you're never going to have a situation where you're like, I would have won if the game would have finished, but we were playing my opponent. Yeah. How many times have you heard that? It just gets so old. It's like all the time, every, at the end of every tournament day, you just hear it over and over. Well, if it would have went on one more turn, I would have won. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. But I mean, we've all been there. We all know it's funny because we, you just, you've heard it so much, you know, and I think it's a very good thing for an organized competitive environment. Yep. It has to be fair to both opponents or else it's just not a real, it's not a real game. event. Yeah. Uh, I like this. I think this is a great note to finish on. How can we tell if the next Codex is going to be great? Mm-hmm. Don says, every day Jason is sexy. The next Codex will be great. Thanks, Don. Oh. So, 8th edition. lose that sexiness, Jason. Don, so, you're 8th great, edition great is, client. is screwed. <laughs> See, Don butters me up because he's one of our uh, clients. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows he's going to get he's like, better hey, service. Yeah. Right, come on. Anyway, gang, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. As always, brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. Yeah. We paint stuff. We, we do, do stuff. We, sell, we do stuff. sell secondhand models. Second handies all over the place. Right, we sell sure the retailers. You guys have a local game store. Auction. Oh, that's right. Friday, turn yep. in what time, Mariner? Noon. 12 o'clock. Noon Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be doing our first ever live Facebook auction. We have some really cool stuff that we're going to be auctioning off, including four fully painted Shadespire Warbands. Wow. Really well painted, too. Yeah. Uh, and there's also we, a really great There's also a broken Land Raider. Tau Transport. Yeah. $5 opening bid for a, a, a Devilfish. Not so bad. you have to do $5? You start at That's $5. That's starting bid. Do we no. want to um, plug Warhammer Fit? Yeah, go for it, buddy. No. Okay. So, um, if you guys don't know, um, we've partnered up with uh, Dave from Mini Wargaming, uh, and then Ethan and Amanda from uh, the the 40K Couple, which is a YouTube channel. Um, and uh, we have a new channel coming out. It's called uh, Wargamer Fit. And essentially, uh, what it is is the several people from different um, uh, content creating areas, I guess, in the wargaming community. So, of course, Mini Wargaming, us, Frontline Gaming, uh, 40K Couple. There's a few more people coming on board, different channels. Uh, and it's going to be a, a place that you can go and get information about um, nutrition, physical fitness, 
basically life uh, improving things that we all feel is really important in our in our um, community. So uh, we'll be putting information up probably in the show notes or somewhere, but uh, it just started. Um, I know Dave from Mini Wargaming is very stoked about it. Um, he really came up with the idea. He lost a ton of weight he too. Did. Like you did. And yeah. he's also, um, he's training for a Spartan race right now. Cool. And so he, it's going to be a lot of vlogs. I know he's focusing on his training for the Spartan race. Um, so I know us as Frontline Gamer are going to be on it. I believe Reese is going to be doing a vlog. You're training for a triathlon now. Uh, um, let me interrupt you. Sure. Uh, Paul Bowman is going down. Paul Bowman. Yeah, he, he listens to this. He may be an F-15 pilot, which I guess is cool, right? But uh, when we meet on the bat- the field of battle, yeah, that triathlon, I'm going to win. Dude, he's built for speed, though. You're screwed. I think Jessica's going to If I survive the swim, sure. nah, you're screwed. if I don't no? drown, <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't done a triathlon in quite some time. Right. So, uh, And I am out of shape. So I think I'd be a good candidate. Nah, for you're still a shape. You're still a shape. Yeah. I've been in better shape. Yeah. I've been in better shape. Anyways, it's going to be really good. I know all these different channels are going to be contributing. um, And hopefully you check it out. We'll put more information up as it gets going. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of exciting. Cool. Uh, Gamer Fit. Yeah, I know a lot of people in the community that... that, uh, War Gamer Fit. Gamer Fit was actually taken. War Gamer (laughs) Fit. So, yeah, there's a lot of people in our community that don't take very good care of themselves. We all know this. And right. uh, this could be a great way. And they'll understand how, how easy it is to, yeah. to start taking care of yourself. Yep. You yeah. know, you just need a little direction. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it is. It's not that difficult to, mm-hmm. to, to, to get yourself into a, maybe not, you know, Olympic level fitness, but no. to be healthy. Yeah, just basic yeah. stuff that yeah. get you going. So, yeah, we're all excited. I know Dave from Any Wargaming is, like, extremely excited. So, yeah. you know, once he gets into something... You know, oh, I, really I think it's a great big. idea. Right. So. And then you're super into it. I am. Uh, we'll get Frankie on that. On that. Actually, Frankie's been working. He out. has been. He doesn't, but he does it on the DL. He's not like me. He doesn't, he doesn't come in and start flexing. Well, he, he also has <laughs> one of the girls in his gym is like an Instagram model. Might be the motivator. Oh yeah. Oh, she's man. like, I'm going to start going to your gym. She's like yeah. an 11 on the traditional one to 10 scale. Yes. Or uh, 15 yeah. or something. I mean, like some she's in there every morning too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Makes it a little bit easier right. to go in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the building that you live in is like uh, stacked full of those yes. uh, type of people. Anyways. All right. Anyway, so now we are actually closing down the show. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will talk to you next week. Ta-ta. See ya.